everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been uh, putting together over the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, and of course, other people's takes and perspectives about investing in stocks and bonds. The whole goal here is for you to take hopefully some nuggets of information, some insights that you can bring back to your own personal investing situation and with the ultimate goal of helping you make better investment decisions. My name is Amin Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem that a lot of people have in their uh, attempts to become financially independent is, especially when it comes down to um, whole, the whole investing thing, is they often feel frustrated, intimidated, and confused by the whole investing process. Uh, I've worked with people who have never invested in their life, don't know anything about investing, uh, and I've worked with people who have been investing for long periods of their time of, li- of their life, but just are frustrated because they just aren't seeming to make any progress with their portfolios and growing their savings. So what I do as an investment coach when I work with these different kinds of people is I teach them, I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions, so that they can improve their chances of achieving a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieving it with confidence. So today is the fifth and final uh, part, <laughs> part five of my uh, episode of my little series that I've been doing of, of podcasts uh, revolving around answering a fundamental question that we all ask as investors is what ultimately drives stock prices? What makes them go up? What makes them go down? And over the last four episodes, I've been trying to share with you some ideas um, into what determines what stock, how stock prices are going to move. Uh, and I just, you know, before I jump into the final part here, I just maybe do a little quick recap on what, what, what we've covered um, so far. And we started off, I started off talking about one of the principles or one of the areas that's really drives stock prices is, is the stability of, of the institutions, uh, stability of the institutions that are, that are, that are driving the, the whole stock and equity and capital markets, stability, political stability, uh, institutional stability, some predictability uh, in knowing what the rule of law is going to be and that the rule of law is going to be enforced. That's a big factor in terms, it's a really foundational factor with, which drives stock prices. Um, we talked about the whole con- the uh, supply-demand uh, uh, dynamic in that, you know, if people, if there's a lot of people who really want to go buy stocks, that will influence stock prices. And what we, we, what we talked about was that it can also give you a good predictor of where stock prices are going to go in the future. So if everybody's all giddy and happy and wanting to get jumping in hand and fist into the stock market, that's usually often a predictor that the future returns down the road are not going to be as rosy. And so we talked a little bit about that. Um, then we talked about, in part three, we talked about uh, the whole concept of principles. Uh, versus mechanical uh, elements of doing our due, dil- due diligence of analyzing companies and analyzing stocks. Uh, mechanics, the mechanical side of investing, using formulas, ratios, um, they work, they're important, they're tools that help us frame decisions and help us uh, help determine where stock prices are gonna go, but they, are, they work until they don't work. Um, ultimately, it's what principles, it's understanding some 
key fundamental principles of what create how we create wealth in our society uh, are are much more powerful uh, tools that can help us understand where stock prices are going to go. Uh, last week, we in the last episode, we talked about the whole concept of price. Ultimately, it's the price you pay for an investment that is going to determine what. Uh, where the stock prices are going to go. We talked the whole concept of how you're doing your due diligence. Uh, you can analyze companies and find incredibly amazing companies that do amazing things, sell products and services that people want and are just the best of breed dominant companies in their industry. But at the end of the day, when you look at the price, the sticker price uh, of owning that company, uh, owning that stock, it can influence uh, how you make those decisions. It could be cheap, it could be expensive. And so that's an important element is ultimately the price we pay is, is for an investment is going to determine where, where a stock price can go. And that kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about today to kind of close this whole thing off is um, we talked about the price side of it, but then there's price is a, an important element, but you can't look at it in the context, you know, in, in a vacuum or in isolation. There's a, there's a relative component. We need to look at the price of a stock relative to something, to some other metric or some other benchmark that can give us a, a comparative ability to compare uh, multiple companies and businesses uh, in terms of figuring out if it's worth buying or if it has the potential to go up in the future. Now, and that feeds into uh, the whole concept of ratios and multiples, price multiples, price to book, price to sales. You'll see these, you'll hear these terms all, all over the place. Um, when companies are being talked about, when stocks are being talked about. Uh, when I started investing, when I learned about investing, and this goes, takes me way back to you know, my, my university days, uh, the first thing that's drilled into your head is, is, the, uh, is the price earnings ratio. And you know, the, the model being, the formula being, the logic being, companies with low price earnings ratios are cheaper and ultimately are gonna ha have higher stock prices. They're gonna see higher stocks. So look for companies that have low price earnings ratios. And you know, if you're evaluating five companies, take their PE ratios, Pick the lowest one, and you know, and keep going. Just wash, rinse, repeat, and that's really when I started investing. That was my first foray into investing. Was just go look for companies with you know low PE ratios, and you know over time you've learned. I've learned that that is probably not the greatest way to to invest. That's probably not the best way to um, making investment decisions. But literally looking for two values: price and earnings, and somehow figuring out whether uh, it makes sense to buy a stock uh, or not. Um, I was reading an article by Michael Batnick. He, uh, he, writes, he writes a really great blog. If you get a chance, check him out, um, talking about this. And he, he wrote a piece called Multiples Are Not Valuation. And you know, the, the, it's, it's essentially saying that just because you're looking at a price earnings ratio means you're, you've, you've, it is essentially the, the proxy for determining a value of, of, of a company and ultimately the potential of what that stock is going to do in the future. And he kind of shoots that whole concept down and through his own personal experience and through you know, the, the, the trials and errors of his investing experience, he's, he came to that conclusion that you just can't look at a PE ratio, you just can't look at price and you just can't look at earnings. You have to look at a lot of other things uh, in context to, to establish whether a company or a stock is, is, is cheap and is, has a potential to increase in value in the future. And he talks about things that 
talking about going beyond the price earnings ratio. Um, it's important, he talks about, it's important to look at the historical ratio of an industry, of the industry the company is involved in. Um, looking at the ratio of the overall stock market. Um, you know, is the company growing faster? Is that ratio, um, where was that ratio, uh, those multiples six months ago, three years ago? How, is it, how, does, it, how, does, that, how does that ratio um, fluctuate in good times and in bad times? Um, these are elements um, that you have to look at beyond the ratio to figure out where the potential um, earnings power or potential growth in, in a stock is. And, and, and the last thing he talks about, uh, and I want to get into, actually, I want to go into what, he, what he's really talking about, and this is kind of what I got out of that piece, is that when we're evaluating a company and we're looking at the market and trying to figure out what kind of decisions we're making, everything we do with, res in, with respect to investing is based on uncertainty. We don't know for 100% what is going to happen in the future. And so the best thing we can do is make assumptions and establish or you know, itemize probabilities of something going to happen with the stock or with the company. Um, because ultimately, that's what creates markets. Markets contain buyers and sellers. And what buyers are, what buyers and sellers have is assumptions. They have beliefs. They believe that the market's going to go up, and then a lot of their decisions are going to be based around that. And then whatever due diligence they do, they think they, they put that into it, and that drives their decision making. Same with sellers. They come into it with, a, with, with assumptions, and they put down probabilities, attach probabilities to, to various outcomes. Um, It comes back down to um, behaviors. It comes down to making those assumptions. Um, and it's interesting, he talked about, he cited a quote from Michael Mausbaum saying, you know, we talked about multiples, valuation multiples. He basically said, and this is the best, I think, summation of it, is multiples are not valuation. Multiples are shorthand for the valuation process. And that's really the key thing here is the valuation process, the, the, the due diligence that we undertake, the, the framework that, our, our, that we use to, to make our investing decisions, that's really the, the, the <laughs> I can't think of the word, that's, that's really the, the, the glue that's going to determine ultimately what our perceptions are about a company and a stock and, and the type of decisions that we're gonna make. And then ultimately, you know, as I said, there's millions of people doing the exact same thing, and that's going to feed into the behaviors of what the stock and the stock and the overall stock market is going to do. So what I want to do here is, is kind of tie in all the things I've been talking about in the last four or five episodes here about trying to answer that fundamental question, what drives stock prices? And you know, I started talking about a lot of, you know, mechanical kind of elements, and that's kind of the first level thinking what people have about what makes stocks prices go up, is they attach it to a formula, they attach it to a ratio, um, a valuation, and that's ultimately what drives stock prices. From what I, what you, if you really, really break it down, what drives stock prices is two concepts, principles and behaviors. And when we look at principles, and we've talked about principles, we've talked about a few uh, basic principles. Uh, it's not 
what I'm saying here is principles and behaviors drive stock prices. It's not formulas and ratios and mechanics and uh, you know whether you have an MBA after your name, what drives stock prices, and how your, your ability to be successful in investing. It's about your understanding of principles that go into investing that in terms of how markets behave and ultimately how people behave and how people react to actions that happen to the market. So when I look at principles, I'm talking about things like that we've talked about in the last few episodes. We talked about the concept of time. The more you are engaged in, 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 you are immersed into the stock market, the more you are investing, you know, essentially having skin in the game, the more likely your probabilities are you're gonna grow your portfolio. Volatility, being comfortable with the fact that, you know what, stock prices go up, stock prices go down. And people that are engaged in the market are in the market over long periods of time and can accept that volatility are going to do well. Principles also ultimately revolve around ideology. What is your belief? What is your belief system in terms of what drives stock prices? How companies make money? You know, from my perspective, my belief system, my investment ideology revolves around quality, investing in quality business. Companies that have uh, an incredible management structure, an ability to manage their scarce capital and generate products and services that people want and consistently generate high returns on invested capital. That's my investment ide ideology. Other people have, you might have your own different investment ideology, but that's mine. And the nature of that frames, that frames how the context of how I make my decisions. We learned about other principles, important principle of stability, the predictability nature of knowing that as a business, the rules of engagement, the rules of how we do business are going to be durable. They're going to be there for forever. Assume they're going to be here forever. They're not going to get changed. The laws aren't going to change overnight. Stability is a factor. So principles is a really core important to what drives stock prices. If you understand some of these core principles and develop the principles that are consistent with your value system, that's a core component for understanding how stock prices are going to evolve. The second slide I talked about was the behavioral aspect. As I said, investing is all about assumptions. It's about making an educated guess. And so we have to, we're making decisions about the future which we have no idea what's gonna happen. Um, and so every decision we make is essentially an educated guess. And ultimately that educated guess is gonna be framed by the principles, by our investment ideology that's going to frame into our assumptions and by, um, in, in terms of establishing those probabilities. And behaviors then also, what ties into the behavioral side of it is also the biases that we're facing, the biases that we're in constant conflict on a daily basis. The group think, you know, the FOMO aspect of a fear of missing out, the recency bias, the recency defense that have happened in the recent element that could go into how we make our probabilities and how we make our assumptions in the future, the confirmation biases that we all face. All of these elements feed into stock prices and ultimately it ends up, all that work that we're doing feeds, it's essentially due diligence that ends up finding its way into a price. And I talked about it earlier in a couple episodes ago, I talked the whole concept of Warren Buffett, one of his famous quotes is, price is my due diligence. So understanding the principles of investing understanding and being aware of the behavioral biases out there, they all feed into ultimately the, the prices that we're going to pay for an investment, for a stock or an ETF. 
And so how do we kind of put all this stuff together? And this is where I talk about the importance of having a playbook. The playbook essentially is not, it's just, is essentially your roadmap for defining your investing principles and also defining how you're going to behave when you invest, how you're going to behave in different situations. And the beauty of having that playbook is it just takes all these elements that I've been talking about and it puts into a nice, puts into a, on a piece of paper that is essentially a playbook. I call it a playbook because when certain things happen in the markets, certain things happens, happens in our portfolios, we have to make decisions and that's where you need your playbook, your reference book, to tell you what you're gonna do in these situations. Because, and the beauty of having that playbook is it's, it's, it's defining the principles that you believe in and it defines the behaviors and how you're gonna act and react to certain things that are gonna happen in the market and how you're gonna manage those behaviors. So I really felt it was important for me to do these, when I was trying to figure out you know, what kind of stuff I wanted to share with you, I really wanted to, to block off a bunch of episodes to really talk about this whole concept of understanding, trying to figure out what drives stock prices. It's a, it's a common question that each one of us as an investor are asking ourselves every day. And what I hope you can get out of this is that what drives stock prices is not formulas and ratios and stuff you're going to read in a textbook. It's not math <laughs> all the time. It's about understanding principles and it's about developing behaviors and becoming more aware of behaviors that can influence how other people behave and ultimately, again, feeding into where stock prices go. Either they go up or they go down. And so if you're aware of these elements, you can exploit things. And you have these elements in your back pocket, you have this playbook in your back pocket, you can exploit these things. Now you're probably saying, I don't have a playbook, where the heck do I get a playbook? Uh, I actually help people, that's basically what I do as an investment coach is I try to engage with people, I educate people, and I give people a framework. And what I do is I, I create playbooks for people based on where they are in their lives and their experience. Uh, I develop these playbooks. Um, there's no formula to developing them because every person is different. Every person has, as I said, different assumptions, different values. They all play into it. Our behaviors are different and they play into how, how we frame our own playbook. So I hope you found these episodes of value. Um, I think they're critical elements to, to understand um, and I think it definitely distinguishes from my experience working as a coach, working with people, the people that really get this stuff, they really have a really good grasp and an understanding of, of, the, have, of the principles and, and of the behavioral aspect of investing. To me, you know, when I started this, I, I used to be you know, teaching people formulas and stuff, and I still do teach people formulas. I'm not saying don't, load, don't do any math and don't crunch numbers and don't do valuations and don't do comparative analysis and don't do you know, discounted cash flow analysis. I teach all that stuff. Um, but you gotta layer that on top of aligning it really with the core principles of how companies create wealth. And once you do that, my experience, your chances are of making good, better investment decisions, more successful investment decisions are, are in your favor. So if you have any questions about this episode or any of the last in this whole series that I've done, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can hit me with an email. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on there pretty much every day, you know, offering some of my takes about what's going on in the market, sharing some really great content from other people that really, I think, know our, our, our 
what I think are you know investing thought leaders out there. And uh, you can also find me on where else can you find me? You can find me on my Facebook. My uh, just do a search for Sage Investors. And finally, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I post whenever I post my blogs or videos and stuff like that. I'll post something through there. My handle is Sage Investors Nation. Uh, just also, if you're interested, I do do a email every Wednesday morning. I call it In the Loop, where I share you know new updates in terms of podca- my own uh, new podcasts, new videos, new blog posts that I do on my site, as well as sharing other content, other information, investment research, concepts, ideas that I'm reading from other people and that I find really interesting and are helping me frame my own decisions. Um, I also share them on this email uh, every Wednesday. So if you're interested, you can sign up for it. Just drop your email address on my website and uh, you'll get on the mailing list. Um, I send it twice a day, one early, very early in the morning and then one later on in the afternoon. So that's all I got for you this week. I hope you found this uh, little series that I've done on what drives stock prices uh, helpful and have given you some food for thought. Thank you very much for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll take you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.